Can you please tell everybody who you are, what it is that you do? Yes, okay, so where am I? Um, I wear a few hats in the yachting world. So I, I joined my first yacht in 1982, January 1982, um, way before any of you were born. It's probably when your parents were being born. But anyway, <laughs> I worked in the industry for about uh, 14 years um, on yachts and then uh, in then I was working on a yacht where the owner was going to build a new yacht. So I went ashore for a couple of years, but actually I then I fell in love and stayed ashore for a while. But in that time, I was um, still working in the yachting industry. So I've done everything from crew recruitment to quality management and all of that sort of stuff. Um, then I train. I was being I've been a trainer for about, gosh, probably 15 years now um, for for the um, interior crew. So I love doing that. Uh, I'm still doing that, uh, which I, I've just come back from a boat in La Ciotat and did some interior training for the crew down there. But I'm essentially now um, what's called an insight trainer with Luxury Hospitality. They have other service specialists who normally do the training, but they couldn't travel. So I picked that one up in France. But I now train um, insight, which is more the soft skills, all about um, personal management and knowing who you are and working to your inherent strengths and all of that sort of stuff, which is super important when you're in any industry. But I think particularly in the yachting industry, because you really have to have this centered sense of self um, because it's such a challenging industry at times in which to work. So, yes, and apart from that, I, um, I'm on the um, steering committee for the interior crew courses called GUEST, Guidelines for Unified Excellence in Service Training. We put those together about eight years ago, or started about 10 years ago. They were officially launched eight years ago. So we're still, you know, working on that. Um, improving them all the time and they've been very successful and I'm um, the PYA director of interior training that's me wow amazing wow. <laughs> <laughs> a long career <laughs> so I'm so I, I wish I knew what yachting was like in 1982 oh <laughs> I tell you it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun it didn't have all the regulations that we had now I, I have done a, a degree in hotel management uh, at university but I don't think anybody else who worked on the interior had, had any sort of qualifications and I you know and I didn't know anything about the yachting industry I kind of happened upon it by chance um, so I didn't do my degree for that reason, it was to work in hotels. But um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the yacht, <laughs> the biggest yacht anywhere, apart from what was then Kingdom, um, was probably about 35 or 40 meters. Then you were on a big yacht wow. and you were very proud of yourself. But of course now, I think the, the largest boat I've trained on is 124 meters. So it's quite different nowadays. And of course that changes the dynamic. It changes the dynamic of everything. The industry has changed radically from the 1980s through the 90s, the noughties, and out, up until the 20s, but particularly in this last 20 years. Owners have changed, size of yachts has changed. That means the crew dynamic change. It's more fractured on board. You don't get the more family oriented boats. Um, and that brings its own inherent kind of challenges. Uh, and it's much more legislated now than it ever has been. Mm. So those are all the things that you youngsters are dealing with now. So amazing to be able to go, um, so amazing to be able to go on board and know exactly what you're working with to be able to train the interior specific to that boat and what it requires of you, knowing everything about from what the guests are and the captain, what they need and the expectations of the chief stew. Really, yeah. that's, yeah, that's a real gift. <laughs> 
and amazing for the captain and chief stew to have you be able to train them without them being the bad guys. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I absolutely love it. And, um, you know, I, and I just adapt my training to whoever I've got in front of me because sometimes I've got the chief stew and the second who might be in the industry for seven or ten years and then the others who've just started, uh, never worked in a, in a restaurant. And so, you know, we put it all together and it's all great fun and, and I absolutely adore it. Wow, that's very cool. All right, Kira, tell us, uh, tell us about you. Alrighty, well, um, yeah, I mean, I, my name is Kira Joint. I, I run a stewardess training school in Cape Town, South Africa. I, uh, I was in yachting for eight and a half years. I started off as um, a junior student straight onto a busy charter boat. Um, and that's how I started my career. I thought after one season, there's absolutely no way that I'm going to carry on with yachting and I'm going home and I'm going to, I'm going to be a good girl and I'm going to study and I'm going to do my good things. And after a year or no, maybe about six months, I got incredibly bored. And, um, I just, I like longed for the, the thrill of it all, the travel, the meeting new cultures, the people, the amazing places that you could go to. And I just, my, my, the expansion of a breakup. I think that was what happened at the time because I was 19. Um, <laughs> a breakup and I was like, I'm leaving the country. I'm going back to yachting and I'm going to travel the world. Um, <laughs> ended up being what was going to be a gap year into about yeah, eight and a half years of being on board. After three years of being in the yachting industry, I worked up to being head of service on Radiant 110 meter. Um, I stayed on that boat for a couple of years and then left um, deciding that I wanted to try out other boats and um, yeah so I, I, I really worked from on boats that range from 30 meters to 110 radiant actually being my biggest and leaving the industry um, working on 90 meter yacht um, as chief stewardess and head of service on others um, but yeah my, my entire time on yachts I moved between many different boats and did many different seasons and um, I quite like seasonal positions because I'd like time in between to travel and come home and I liked a longer time at home. Um, I also really loved meeting new people so I was always quite excited it, even though every year when I left for the season the, the boats would tell me to come back the next year and I'd be like definitely I'm definitely gonna come back. I just couldn't <laughs> help wanting to go onto another boat and see what else was out there. Um, uh, so yeah I, I did that for yeah eight and a half years and I came back home and I tried my best to not do anything yacht related um, so you worked in a cafe and I was, I'm passionate about health and nutrition. So I really wanted to open up a little health cafe. Um, and over like time, I decided, you know, I looked into all of the different places and I was with the, I was sitting with a friend of mine that was also in the yachting industry. And um, we'd met in the Caribbean and, uh, we were up late one night after months of just looking for the right place and designing the right menu and, um, that we're just like, oh, why don't we just do what we know and train stewardesses? And it was just like a light bulb went off. Mm -hmm. And the people that were training at the moment, at that time in South Africa, um, stewardesses, it was about three years ago, um, the, the information that people were receiving wasn't very current to what the industry required of stewardesses joining, you know, uh, right now, you know, and what it was mm -hmm. then. So we thought there's definitely a gap. There's a, there's a space for people to actually really have a chance to know what the industry needs and requires of you today, not yesterday, not three years ago. And, um, and through that, the, 
um, through that, um, yeah, we just designed a stewardess course and we train girls at the moment um, on a yacht at the waterfront and in our classroom in Half Bay. Um, and we have very up-to-date current um, yeah, instructors that, that, that really, I, I actually don't do the instructing anymore. I feel like I'm out of date by three years. <laughs> I, still keep, I still keep very relevant with the information and I feel like there's certain skills that you'll never really lose. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so I have amazing instructors, just like Jess that's here, um, and Oriol <laughs> and, other, um, and other people that have been in the yachting industry for also eight plus years that, that come in and out because often they're in rotation or they're coming back from the yachting industry and wanting to settle down. So I just have them for a couple of months before they, you know, get knocked up or something crazy like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, so I run a school out of Half Bay and it's been really wonderful. It's so amazing because I still feel like the excitement and the, um, and the, uh, yeah, just the thrill of going back to the boat, you know, I get these beautiful, beautiful stewardesses and stews that are just really excited about the adventures that are to come. And it reminds me, it puts me back into that 19 year old self, just really looking forward yeah. to um, the world and what's happening out there. So that is what I do, and I yeah, I run the school called Sync Training, so getting nautical careers. Okay, that's cool. It's it's nice that you like you found that thing that it is that you're already good at, and now you decided to build a career out of it. It's very cool. Um, okay, yeah, cool, Jess. Tell us about you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just adding to that. Yeah, I, I really thought that I could leave, and and um, I actually have a baby, so I, I thought that, that that would be you know one hundred percent definitely not in yachting. But I just can't. I can't give it up. <laughs> it's still my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jess. Hi. So mine will be much shorter. My introduction. <laughs> I um, also started my courses when I was 20 in Cape Town. I was already in the service industry with Chandra um, in Cape Town. And um, yeah, I kind of just really wanted to go into yachting because I'd heard about it and the traveling and the opportunities that were, um, that sounded like were at hand when you put yourselves in those situations. And it just seemed like something that just was the right thing to do. Um, and so I did, I did my courses and I was in the industry for um, also uh, nine years. So I'm 29 now. Um, and I've started off on a busy charter boat, moved to a souls two position so that I could uh, work with the person I was with and then moved on to a private boat and then a bigger boat. And so basically, yeah, I've definitely tried all of the different boats like we all have, I'm sure. And I found that um, what I preferred at the time after a couple of years was definitely I wanted to work my way up. Also decided that I would maybe leave to go and study something else, but I could not leave. Um, it was just too enticing, uh, everything that came with yachting. And um, yeah, so I continued on and I pretty much stayed on one boat, which I was in for the new build project all the way up until... Um, pretty much just under four years on that one boat. Um, and it was a, quite a great experience, very busy charter, jill season, all of the good things, family orientated boat. Um, and yeah, and I think I'm, I progressed uh, the most and I learned the most on, on that boat, which was 60, 63 meters. And yeah, then I stepped away to study. Then I became a purser on a bigger boat. And yeah, I also tried again to step away and study film, Pilates, uh, business marketing, all these other things. And now I'm in a rotational position on a very large vessel, which I'm very, very excited about. So yeah, I also cannot leave. And um, <laughs> I'm quite happy 
teaching at um, Kira's amazing school based out of Hope Bay, uh, Sink. So, and we have some other things coming up. But yeah, so I'm still in the industry and I still love it just as much as the first day. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, so I'm so happy for you and your job. Like, I'm so happy that you're finally going. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not excited about this at all. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, Heather, seeing as you you've got your video on, I know Lucy said that she can't put her video on because she's got she's got a crazy background today. But um, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, and you can start by asking us some questions if you like. Okay, <laughs> I'm also a South African, since the South Africans love yachting. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, my question basically, more than anything, I might surprise you all a little bit, is I'm a greenie trying to get into the yachting industry. I apply for jobs every day. Um, my skills, my extra skills is anything in the spa industry and anything in the fitness industry. Um, but I'm 57 years old. <laughs> so, I mean, it is a young person's industry. And do you think I'm just wasting my time? I believe I have a lot of value. I've worked in hospitality. I worked on a cruise ship on 2016 and 2017. Um, and I've still got lots of energy. I teach exercise classes on Zoom every day. I hike every weekend. So I really feel capable and I'm not a typical older person in my, in my opinion. So do you think I should just keep on persisting? And they, I've, I've been on many forums, Dre. I think you've seen me on a couple. I mean, anything I have, that yes. comes up, I get the information and see what to do and where to go and all that. Yeah. So um, wow. it's, I think it's just getting in. And is my age hmm. against me? Who would like well, to go first? Like to first? I just firstly want to say that you don't look the, your age, so that's just wow. Yeah. That's what is your secret? Goodness it's me. Yoga, yoga, yoga and nutrition. Yoga. Okay. I don't um, I don't mind throwing my two cents in there. I think Lynn has got such a great experience that you can probably um, refine my my answer. But um, what I'd like to say is that on paper, maybe not it's not going to be as easy, especially if you're in South Africa. Um, but the way that you would find work would be in an area where the yachts are so that you could make personal connections with the people that are on board and network from um, a more personal in a more personal way. So being at the networking spots, for example, you know, the seasons work that you would do the Caribbean or stateside or that you would do the, you know, the French review. So like Antibes in the south of France or, um, or Palma de Mallorca. So making connections in that way, I think will set you apart. Um, but on paper, it will be tricky because, um, because anybody that is a greenie that's in South Africa uh, that doesn't have any experience is going to find it hard. Um, so you mm -hmm. would, find work more from me meeting other people and making connections and for people to see how energetic you are and you know and, and that you love and to go to different classes and to just show up in that way to show up for yourself you know so instead of being um on paper but that's just my my two cents i don't know Leanne, uh, lynn i'm sure could um add to that <laughs> 
Yes, well, to me, you're a spring chicken. I'm 63 and I'm still working on yachts. So I do the summer season <laughs> on a 50 meter. Um, I think the key is for you to do your research. So there will be boats out there who have crew who have been there for a long time and they will be an older crew so it's somewhere where you're going to fit in because you need to enjoy it as well so if you're going to um, target a boat where you've got older crew anyway on, on the boat on which I work um, it's everything from kind of mid 30s till mid 60s um, but predominantly people 40s and 50s so it's um, it's a much more comfortable situation to work in because you don't want a boat full of boisterous youngsters even though you could keep up it's not going to be your rhythm of life so do your research when you when you um uh, apply to the crew agent say because they're going to know you're 57 say that ideally you would like to work with a boat with maybe um a, a more stable older crew i think you would have and, and from the stance that you would have more to offer that not that they would think have what to, what you bring to the table you feel that your maturity that your levels of fitness that your um experience in hospitality um would hold you in good stead also if they've got um elderly owners and the reason that i work on the boat i work on is because the owner is elderly and she wanted somebody more mature somebody with a very good background in hospitality somebody that wasn't quite so you know bonkers around the boat and going out and that sort of thing so there will be boats that suit your profile so um i would say when you send your cvs out send a nice covering letter targeting if you like to use that word um about the sorts of boats that you feel you would bring something really good to the table that other people can't bring so your maturity your stability your quest for longevity because in the millennium age then lots of people want to jump from boat to boat so this is not something the crew industry thrives on it's much better when you get uh, longevity in the industry so you've got a good five seven years to go at least if you if you wanted to if you put your mind to it and you and you stay and healthy um so that's the way that i would do it i think i might um get some what what hospitality experience do you have specifically um five star hotel and lodges and then working in the spa and then on the cruise ship i was working in the gym as fitness manager teaching right. guests uh, yoga etc yeah so yeah it's mainly spa and the wellness industry not in other service no. okay well there are in on the larger yachts um they they um when you when you have a position on a larger yacht it's much more specific when you're on a smaller yacht you're doing much of everything so the stewardess would be working in service and housekeeping and laundry and valet and uh, and she may have another skill which would be spa and and whatever on the larger yachts you may well get somebody that is specifically working in the spa and maybe doing very little service. So that might be something you'd look at. Um, if you want to go on a smaller, more family-oriented boat, and that is up to about 65 meters, I would definitely get some more weight under your hospitality. Um, so do maybe one of, of um, Kiara's uh, training courses. Even I, Are you doing anything online, Kiara? 
Um, we, we're mainly doing things in the classroom at the moment until we have to do it online. Yeah. We are doing things in the classroom. And the wonderful thing is as well that I wanted to add exactly, that was exactly what I wanted to add to what I was actually saying before is a larger yacht. Um, and you can also follow the larger yachts on marine traffic. So if you were to go into marine traffic, you can actually see where the bigger boats are and make sure that you're targeting your right, the right market, like Lynn was saying. Yeah, so make the decision, be clear about what you want from the industry. So if it's to continue your work in, in the spa so that you're, you're working in the area where you're very comfortable, you probably want to go for the larger yachts. If you want to have the full experience um, and work in a, in a I, I, it would be my preferred um, size of boat, uh, smaller, because it's more family oriented, you'll find maybe find yourself a little more isolated if you work on a big yacht, and that might not be something that suits you. So think of the whole picture. Um, because if you're going to work on a yacht, you're going to live, breathe, eat, you know, be on the yacht 24 seven. So you need to feel comfortable as well. It's not only a job, it's a lifestyle. So you need to find a position that's going to suit you. There's nowhere to run otherwise or very few places, particularly if you're working on a busy charter yacht. Um, the difficulty of being a stewardess, stroke, fitness instructor, stroke, spa, is that when you're taken out of the team on a smaller yacht, it leaves that big gap. If you're a team of five, you're taking 20% of the workforce away for all the time that you're chosen, if you like, uh, employed to go and do the spa treatments, you know, the massage and the yoga class and whatever, and sometimes, resentment occurs because they, the other stewardess may not feel like you're pulling your weight. So bear that in mind as well. It can happen. Um, if, so, so there are lots of things to consider. So the first thing is you decide what your ideal situation is. Make your CV oriented towards that. And then your covering letter says, I have this to offer in the things that I've already said. That would be my advice. Thanks. That sounds great. And also, uh, <laughs> advice, just um, just because uh, seeing you on video, it doesn't, and you don't look the age that you say you are. And like Kira said, sometimes when somebody reads a CV, you know the whole five second thing. We go through like ten CVs, and you you've already decided that you don't want eight of those people. And because you're worried about the ages thing, um, what you could do if you did ever have a crew agent's email address is you could uh, record a video of yourself. That's what most agencies are actually doing at the moment. Um, I think even Yachtspot has an option now where you can upload a video of yourself, like a 30 second or 60 second video where you are talking into the camera, just like you are now explaining, making the person on the other side see that you really are quite capable and you are energetic and you are determined to get this position. So I think, okay. I mean, you know how yachting CVs are with the pictures and um, we get, and then, you know, we, you hear the horror stories like we get so many CVs and you, your picture better look good. And I mean, it's just so much competition out there at the moment, especially with what's going on in the world. I think if you want to go one step further, why not try, you know, and do the, do it, do the video all day until you perfect it. Maybe send it off to Chandra or any one of us and we can have a look at it. And I would upload that every time you're sending your CV, I would send the video as well. The, the 30 seconds, no more than 60 seconds though. That would be my suggestion. Yeah. Maybe just yeah, admit your, 
date of birth. I don't know if it's a I don't know if it can be possibly a legal requirement uh, to put date of birth on your CV. You've got to put your work experience and that sort of thing, and they're going to say, well, she's been in the workforce for a while. Um, so mm -hmm. put, put, put the stuff that's relevant to the post that you're um, that you're, and you don't have to say, you know, if you've been doing something in 1960 or 1970 or 1980, they won't want to read it anyway unless it's specifically um, relevant to the to the post that you're going. So maybe instead of give yourself a better chance, don't put the date of birth because they might look at it and go straight away. Um, and if they don't know, there's some ambiguity and they see your video because it's true. You look so much younger than, than 57, mm -hmm. so, so much younger. And age is just a number. Age is yes, just yes. a number. If you have a very good mental state, that's worth more than anything in yeah. the world because much better to have somebody with your go-getter and fitness levels and, and all that sort of stuff than a 20-year-old who's all over the place and doesn't really know what they're doing and resorts to alcohol and cocaine to get them through the season. So you've got a lot to Instead of the alcohol, I go to yoga. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, you'd be surprised, Kira. There is a culture of drug and alcohol abuse in, in our no, industry. I, I'm 100% I'm, I'm teasing. It is very, um, yeah, it is, a big, it is a big problem in the industry. Um, but yeah. Yeah, exactly like you were saying, Lynn, people want to connect with people that they connect with, and that would be with people that share the same values and kind of can experience life in the same way. So where you would get boats like that, and most people would um, go there, you know, if they're looking for that in their life. But if you are looking for adventure and experiences and whatever it is that you might need, also, even though you may be 57, it doesn't necessarily mean that you put a profile of somebody that necessarily wants to just settle down. Maybe you are wanting this like adventurous explore, exploration of yourself. Um, you know, and that's, that is how you can, like Jess was saying, that video is just such a perfect thing that has now been, uh, created so that you are able to really just show your true potential through um, speaking rather than on paper always. Yeah, there will be a bullet for you. You've just got to um, find the right one. I've, I've heard that, yeah. yes. There's a boat for everybody. <laughs> there is. There really is. Um, so I was just going to add to that, if you want, um, I mean, Lucy's already done my, my course, so she already has this, but um, for you and Ivana, if you guys want, as part of my course, I actually give like um, an instruction manual on how to do a really awesome, in we call it a video interview, um, so I can send that to you after the chat today, yeah, and then if you want, feel free, send it to me, and I'll take a look, and I'll help you to tweak it and everything, okay? <laughs> All right. Thanks. Okay, cool. You've got a good support network behind you, Heather. You'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, Lucy or Ivana, do you guys have any questions? Hi, everyone. I do. It's Lucy. Hello, Lucy. Uh, nice to meet you all. I'm sorry about my video um, at the moment. Um, so it's just me by voice, I'm afraid. Um, so I'm obviously a greenie. Um, and um, my question is really, at the moment, um, do you think it's worth going to Antibes to try and pick up day work just for like maybe a couple of weeks? Or do you think it's better to wait till like the beginning of the med season when maybe things are a little bit better? Um, and sort of try and get day work ahead of the beginning of the season and do it that way. I just wondered what you, your thoughts were maybe at this time. 
But where are you now, Lucy? You're in the north of England somewhere. Yeah, I'm in um, the UK. In the UK, okay. Well, um, the, the, the biggest issue really is that um, at the moment, France is, is locking down more and more. So I'm, I'm in France. Yeah. Um, yeah. There are boats here. Um, I don't know what the Caribbean season is looking like. Some are heading that way. Um, if you choose to come down to Antigua, it's going to be expensive for you to stay here because even if you stay in a crew house, you still have to feed yourself and then you'll go out a little bit and then there's transport and that sort of thing. So if you've got a nice little nest egg that you want to invest in yourself with, um, then yes. Um, yeah. You probably would pick up day work. Uh, but do you have any hospitality or any yachting experience at all? Um, so I do have hospitality um, experience. Um, I am a dancer at the moment, but in between jobs, I always worked in hospitality and restaurants and I worked on cruise ships. So I do have a bit, um, not yachting experience though. So right. I don't know if that would... Yeah, so in cruise ships, it was as a dancer, no hospitality. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, we had to liaise with crew, um, sorry, with passengers and guests, and I had to host, but not really the same, I'd say. Yeah, so, so your speciality is in, a, in an area which isn't something that's, that's normally considered in super yachts. Um, dancing yes. is definitely with cruise ships, so this is a, that's, a, that's a foreign domain, really, in the, in the, in the, in the yachting, in, in the super yacht industry. So um, I think you have two choices. You either spend your autumn honing your skills and doing some training courses. There are some online. For, for sure, you need to get a health and safety course, so your food and food hygiene course, that can be done online. Um, at, at level two, you have to have the, you have to do the exam in an invigilated situation by video. Um, yeah, um, they have schools there that run them. You've got it already? Yeah, I've got that one, yeah. And have the, you got the PDSD as well. You've got yeah, that. Have you got your yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. and your ENG one. Yeah. Excellent. So you're all moving all in the right direction. If you're going to work on a yacht, you want to work uh, interior or deck? Um, interior. Interior. So I think it would serve you to get some hospitality experience. So you, you, you could come down to Antibes, put your rucksack on your back and come down to Antibes and <laughs> hope for the best. Uh, it, it, you might be lucky and you might pick up a job or you might find that you spend quite a lot of money um, rattling around in Antibes, which is a beautiful town, by the way. It's lovely. We have a curfew now from 9 until 6 a.m., 9 p.m. until 6 a.m. Um, so there's okay. not a lot going on in the evenings. So if you come down, be prepared to stay in the crew house from 9 o'clock at night, self-isolating, uh, not having the wow time that people are used to and networking outside and in the evenings and that sort of thing. That's a drawback at the moment. Um, if you were feeling super adventurous, you might head out to the West Indies or Florida where, where the West Indian season is just kicking off. But that again is a, is a risk. Maybe in these uncertain times, it would serve you to stay where you are. And, and it's obviously your choice. This is just an option. Stay where you are and get some hospitality experience. Go and get yourself a job in a hotel or a restaurant for the winter till the spring. It's only six months. Go really quickly. Have Christmas at home. And then you come back in the springtime where things are a little bit more stable and you have some hospitality experience that you can offer. Because yeah. if you're wanting to be a stewardess, that's the first thing that, that you need. You need to know how to serve guests. Mm. 
And I don't mean serve guests just by serving food at the table. You need to know no. yeah. how to give guest service on every level, whether it's making a bed or serving food or, or doing something for them, getting information for them, doing whatever you do. Um, it's guest service. And it, that may serve you to do that this winter. But it will obviously yeah. be a choice. It depends how financially secure you are and it depends how adventurous you feel. Because my, I also think that whatever choice you make will be good for you. Um, and you may decide to come down here or go to um, somewhere else, uh, Parma or Barcelona, but all those Spain restrictions are much tougher than France at the moment. Um, or okay. you can go to the West Indies and be super adventurous and go, yay, universe, bring it on. And it may happen for you. <laughs> it may to you where you feel it's the right path for you. The options are there. Thank you, Lim. Anybody else yeah. got anything to add? I, I mean, I can add just in a little bit in the sense of what you were asking is if where the boats are. At the moment, the boats are more on the state side. So when the boats are winterizing in the south of France, um, they often have to let go of a couple of crew or people have just had seasonal positions. And they're not looking yeah. necessarily for people that at the moment would to do day work. So day work is normally to relieve people off their... So, so either um, there's a certain amount of crew that is like a skeleton crew that are on board and that they would need day workers here and there. Um, okay. but, but at the moment, because the boats kind of follow where the yacht shows are, um, the boats are all, or the races, whatever the case may be, they're all over on the state side. So they only start coming back to the Mediterranean in, in February march um and that's where there's okay. a lot more growth and that's why it's easier to pick up day work there because also now what's happening is after the shipyard period um or winterizing the boat you know now they need a whole bunch of day workers to really get the boat ready for guests and they wanted to try out different people to make sure that they could find new crew and um, so they'll get day workers to really suss people out without having to commit to somebody um to try find those connections and and so that's, that's a better time. Just to add to what Lynn said with hospitality experience and service, even working in a laundromat, you know, that's really yeah. great to receive as a junior stewardess. I mean, with, with laundry experience, um, it's really invaluable because starting off in the industry, you know, that would be a lot of what your job would entail if you're on a smaller boat under 60 meters and there's not somebody that's predominantly in laundry. Um, and um, yeah, Lynn really covered everything. I was quite intrigued, actually. I was like, oh, nine to six, okay, what's it like? I was trying, wanting to hear about what's in France. I mean, the fact that you're there is amazing. I wanted to like, pickle your brain. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think uh, exactly kind of what Lynn said. But at the moment, because of, if you look, like I was saying to, to Heather earlier, was if you look on marine traffic, you'll see where all the boats are. Um, and so you can actually see how many boats are in different ports. Um, but if you also yeah. want me to save money, I'd probably, the, Heather, um, Lynn was saying that the restrictions are a little bit harder to get into Spain, but it is cheaper to go to Spain in Palma de Mallorca, where um, okay. a lot of the docks are, um, so, and a lot of boats, that's why they winterize there, whereas Antibes in the south of France, it's a lot more expensive, um, so boats often go to Barcelona and Palma de Mallorca um, to, to winterize. Yeah, and, and there are a lot there, but they are keeping very much in their little bubbles. Yeah. Uh, that's the thing. Yeah. So, you know, and there will be a lot in Fort Lauderdale. Flips, the Fort Lauderdale boat show, international boat show is just happening. So, so there will be boats there. But Chandra, you've had recent experience of being in Fort Lauderdale. Is that a good place to go and look for work at the moment, considering the Caribbean um, season? 
yeah i'm not sure about at the moment because uh we kind of like fled fled fort laurel um but i i just heard that like antigua antigua was shutting down this season because they were spiking so that's that's another concern is that a lot of boats have gone to fort laurel but there's a lot of islands that might not accept boats coming in so i'm not really sure what the season's going to do that side and then, of course, you have to have a B1, B2, B2, and that sort of thing. I think, honestly, your safest bet and your more comfortable thing to do, and probably the more sensible thing, is get some hospitality experience now over this winter at home um, yeah. and come back in the spring. It's only until February. Just get through Christmas. Come down in February, March. Uh, where the season will start. The season officially starts really about mid-May with the Cannes Film Festival and the Monaco York Show, if those go ahead this year, next year. They yeah. didn't this year. Um, but that's probably the best option for you because otherwise you could find yourself floundering. They're difficult times. Any other time, because I'm an adventurous spirit, I'd say go for it. But <laughs> there are too many kind of external forces uh, that are, that are that driving all of us and all of our behaviour. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe caution is a better way at the moment. Okay, thank you. Thanks, and everyone. Save your money and, and spend it on staying in a crew house and enjoying on tea when you come down in the spring. I'm not sure. No, are going to come down. Yeah. Thank you so the much. Fact you, the, fact, the fact that you're in the UK is really great for when the season does kick off because um, you're really close. You know, for us South Africans, flying over is quite a commitment. Um, so if you were South African, I'd definitely say rather stay at home at the moment if you can't go to the States. Um, but if you are in the UK and you can afford to go down for a weekend, um, yeah. then that's so great. You know, go, if you can go down and what are the crew, um, Lynn, in regards to the crew agents, um, are any of them open at the moment? Um, no, I don't think many are, but the, all the agents are working from home. So someone like Louise, for example, Louise O'Brien from YPI, who is magical with greenies, and she'd be the first person I'd head for, um, yeah. will be able to give you all the assistance and all the advice you need. So she's probably next on your list to call, actually. Um, if you, you can find her on Facebook or you can find her by Googling YPI um, crew recruitment. She specializes in greenies. And, and you should, if you're not already, be on her list, be on her radar and, um, yes. and connect with yeah. her because she'll give all sorts of good advice. Yeah, she's great. I've, I've connected yeah. with her. She's like amazing with like greenies. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she <laughs> She, is. Yeah. she and I worked together at um, the Crew Academy when I was training and she was a crew recruiter. So known her for a while and uh, highly recommend her advice and services. Great. Thank you. Okay. Um, uh, Ivana, do you have any questions for us? Sorry. Hello. <laughs> um, sorry, sorry, my camera's, not, my camera's permanently blocked, so I can't put that on. On, but I've unmuted <laughs> myself and I've been listening to everything. Thank you so much um, for all the advice and help and everything. Um, a little bit about me. So I'm a South African. Um, I did my courses, not this year Feb, but last year Feb. And um, I went over and I did a very casual um, season. I flew into Egypt and I was on a small sailboat, so not a not a motor yacht. It was a 21 meter and we sailed up to Cyprus and then we did the Greek islands. 
it was private, privately owned, and it was very casual, if I could put it that way. It was nothing compared. I'd done some day work a few years back, and it was nothing, you know, nothing compared to um, the day work. So it's a different experience. I did love it. Um, and yeah, I have lots of childcare experience with um, two years or pairing. Um, yeah, and then previously worked in like a restaurant and bed and breakfast, like also more holiday based after I left school and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I'll try again for next, um, next year. I think you said the best time to go over is probably, you said March, although the season starts in May. In May, yeah. March, because then you'll pick up day work and you'll be able to network and you'll be able to, uh, you know, just go and see all the crew agents and hopefully if they're yeah. all open by then um, and get your foot in the door. So that's, it's a, it's a busy time because yachts are starting to get ready. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, no, definitely. I've been listening to everything and I am taking it all in. Um, yeah, and then I'll probably contact you, Kira, and have a look at your uh, your stewardess courses, see about that as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Yvonne, it sounds like you have a little bit of experience, which is something quite exciting for us, because at the end of this month, we're launching a step-up course. Um, okay. With and uh, yeah, it's really, I'm, we, I'm freaking out. I'm so excited about it, to be honest. But uh, it's a, yeah, it really helps people that are wanting to still step up and people that have been in the industry already, that have been out for a little bit and are feeling a little bit nervous and um, want to go back into a position rather than going back as a junior, but use the experience they've had behind them to really step up into a role that could be in a managerial role, or, but you can't necessarily go in with just a year experience into a chief steward position, but even going in as a third or second to have that understanding. So we are you know, really, really excited, but at the end of this month, we'll be, we'll be launching our step up course. So that could be quite nice for you to join. Um, but really amazing that you already have experience. Um, so are yeah. you, have you been in touch with some of the crew placement agencies and have you been following um, up with So obviously like this year has been a bit of a disaster for most people. Um, so I have applied for some stuff on the online and like crew agencies have um, taken my CV and my details and stuff like that. But I mean, no one really wants to recruit from South Africa at the moment. You know, everyone's saying you've got to be in Europe. You've got to be in the, because obviously with the travel restrictions. So it's very difficult. Um, yeah. And Italy's just, just also the Prime Minister announced on Sunday that they, ha they are on lockdown now as well until the 24th of November. So, uh, you know, because Italy is also where a lot of boats go for their shipyard periods where even though they're skeleton crew, they might need somebody to do the crew mess and the laundry for like a couple of weeks. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, even now that doesn't seem um, viable for anyone because they're on lockdown until the 24th of November. So. Sorry, I'm just adding that in there in case. Yeah, no, to give you you. just saying. <laughs> um, no, I know it's definitely a difficult time. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's the time to sharpen your score. It's the time to yeah. really hone the skills that you want to um, that you want to bring forward to you. So it's a really good time for that. So see the positive in it and get yourself yeah. ready for the next season. And it'll be, you'll be amazed at how quickly six months can go. Can you imagine six months ago? It seems like yesterday um, to me anyway, it seems like, you mm. know, 
really it's gone so quickly um so do the things you enjoy fill your life with good stuff follow your path do the things that that are going to your future self is going to thank you for so so get you know you've got the child care that's great it's always a big plus for for yachts many um yachts want child care um, I know ours did because there were grandchildren and great grandchildren around. So although they did bring nannies, uh, there are a couple of guests who, who needed childcare, even just when they went out for, for dinners and that sort of thing. So, um, so that's a great skill that you already have. I think you'd like need to work on your hospitality. Um, it's a very competitive world. Uh, you can get in with no skills, but it doesn't really serve you. And then you'll start, you know, you, yes, you can start in the laundry and that's not a bad place to be. Sometimes it's a nice place to be. You don't have to deal yeah. with guests when you just want to be on your own. So loud music and yay, in charge of your own stuff. I used to love it. Um, but yes, you probably need some, some high-end uh, service skills. So if Kiera can help you with that. Um, that's all good, but get onto YouTube as well. There are some good, good little things, you know, how do I open a bottle of wine? How do I hold yeah. a spoon and fork? How do I, you know, fit into fish? All this stuff that you can learn and put into practice. But, you know, if you have an interest in wines, take a wine course online, take, take any sort of courses online. You don't, don't have to cost you a fortune. There's some free ones out there as well. So, um, mm. yeah, see what's, see what's going to make you the person that somebody wants to hire in uh, March. Perfect. Thank you. Um, another question, if I could ask, I also am currently doing my dive masters. Yeah. Does that have any advantage? Definitely. Yep, it does. Would you, do you want to work on deck more than, than, than in the interior? Um, I wouldn't, I mean, you know, I'm, I think the thing is I'm a bit short, so <laughs> I don't know if they would, um, yeah, I'm a bit short. So I think I wouldn't probably wouldn't be the first choice for deck. Jess, have you, I guess, have you worked on a boat on the deck? Me? Yeah, have you ever worked on the deck? No, yeah, so, some, sometimes, but not <laughs> as like a deckhand, no. Yeah. Um, well, you know, there are lots of things you can do as a short deckhand. I mean, you don't have to be very tall to do varnishing and throw ropes and all that sort of yeah. stuff. And when you need mm. someone tall, you get them to... To do the tall stuff and they'll do, get you to do all the short stuff so you know there will be a team that needs a short deckhand because if you're a dive master you know that's a, a fabulous thing to have as a deck deckhand it seems to me you're a, you know you like sailboats you like the outdoorsy stuff um yes. maybe a maybe a, a, a deck hand job is something that you're more or decks to you on a small boat that mm -hmm. goes diving as a, yeah, same I as i said to heather choose you know choose yeah, what you want yeah, I was going to say maybe a deck stew on a sailboat. That would be awesome. I loved working on sailboats. It's, it's just so much fun, especially if you're doing your dive masters and you can be really active in, in, in that field. But, um, but I was going to say also that if you're short, that's also really just so wonderful to be in the interior because you can get into all yeah. the places. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly. And you can duck into the boom much more quickly as a short person. <laughs> on a sailboat. Don't let that stop you. Yeah, just choose what you want and go from there. Don't yeah, say, I, think, I can't I mean, do this because I'm too short. A deck, I mean, a deck stew roll, and especially on a sailboat, I think it would definitely suit me better. But sometimes, especially to break into the industry properly, you can't always be fussy, I find, you know, just to get a proper foot in the door. Um, but yeah. What is it you want? Yeah. Sorry, I was going to say, what do you want out of the industry? Yeah. 
all asking the same question. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To be honest, if I could, if I had my first choice, I'd prefer to be on a sailboat. Um, probably privately owned, but um, yeah. And then interactive. So I'm happy to work with, I love working with kids. I'd love to do my dive master at the same time, but I'm also happy to be a stew or do deckhand roles. And I do want to learn more about sailing and, but then I'm also happy with the yachting industry. So I'm, yeah, I'm not too fussy. Um, but yeah, I love to do different things to be interactive. Um, yeah. You said you're in Cape Town. Right? No, I'm not. I'm actually in KZN area. I'm coming up to Cape Town for a little while yeah. though. But yeah. You know, um, just another thing. Um, so I know we talked about the whole, like you, you, you can't be fussy. Just for my own um, story or my own, yeah, my own perspective. I was very fussy about my first position and I kind of um, like kind of set out my uh, specifications of what I wanted and I kind of took day work and interviewed a lot until I got a charter, busy charter boat based out of a particular area with the kind of crew that I wanted and I know it sounds crazy but I waited and I got it eventually and yeah. then I kind of just feel like yes okay that was a, a very long time ago and yes there's lots more competition and there's so many more courses to do and it's all overwhelming however I think you, it sounds to me like you already know what you want and you already know what, what kind of boat you want. So I think, you know, write it down, you know, this might sound a bit frou-frou, but manifest it, spe- you know, be specific about it. And because you can't network um, in uh, France and in the Caribbean, it doesn't mean there's not yachting communities that you can tap into here in KZN or in Cape Town. There's sailing schools where you could probably get a bit of experience. You could offer them some, you know, you could, you could hop on, you could tap Ask Kira or Chandre I'm sure they have, you know, links to other boats and little sailing boats in Hout Bay or wherever, where they just want help. And I mean, I think, I think if you tap into those communities here in Cape Town or Durban, you might meet some other people who know some more people, and that could be a different way of networking for you, as opposed to having to go over and kind of um, it being so overwhelming and it being so there's, do you want motorboat or sailboat or this or that? I think once you tap into the right communities here in Cape Town or in KZN even, you might find that you are um, opening yourself up to opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't if you were overseas. So there's positives to being yeah. too. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's I'm all over Jessica's law of attraction and manifestation. Um, <laughs> there are no compromises to be made uh, in the yachting world. You have to be enjoying what you're doing. So don't, don't, don't take the first thing that comes along. Please be focused. Please be fussy write down exactly what you want, your ideal situation and go for that. Because when you're happy in the work you do, the other stuff doesn't build up. But if you hate the job you're doing, then the other restrictions will become overwhelming and you'll end up leaving. Please be fussy, write down what you want. You want to work on a XYZ size sailboat or sail motor, you know, maybe a, a something like a, a Perini Navi, beautiful sailboats, but with, you know, stunning motor yachts type interiors or, you know, other, other yachts that, that are a mixture of sail and motor. Um, you, you love diving, obviously. You're good with children. So a family owned boat or a charter boat that, you know, bring, has lots of children on board. Just write down what you want. Don't compromise. Life's too short, even at your young age. Really. Thank you. How long, how long do you want to work on boats, Ivana? Um, 
for a while. I mean, if I get, the thing is also I would like that, I want to enjoy it. So I'd like to get on a boat that I enjoy and then stick with it. Um, so yeah, yeah it's about also being happy. I don't want to do it as just like a job because I know a lot of people, that's why I'm not too phased about going on a big yacht because a lot of young South Africans sometimes have this idea of going on the yacht to make money. And that's not my goal. I, like, of course, I would want a uh, financial reward, but I actually, I'm very passionate about traveling. I've been doing it for the last three, three years through all pairing and different means. And I'd like to find a more financially rewarding in some ways because such things as au pair and stuff, you don't actually make enough money. So I want to sustain a good life, but also enjoy my lifestyle at the same time. Riching. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Because again, where you start out in the industry generally depicts like the rest of your career in yachting. So if you were to start off as a stew, yes, you can move to being a deckhand later on or but if you, if you start off with the skills that allow you to be able to work as a student initially in the industry, then you can generally predict that the rest of your time in the yachting industry would be student um, and being able to move between the two. But uh, and it, like, like friends of mine, you know, as soon as they, if they had a, if they set their goal that they wanted to be on an explorer boat, they generally always stay on explorer boats after that because the experience that you get, the people that you meet, the networking that you have, um, that all sets you up for, for the rest of your career in yachting. And with experience, you know, people, that's why for me, it was really hard for me to step out of service, even though um, I, I, I did work as a, as a student at one point. Um, and I even worked as a stew cook at another point because I had a, a shipping background. But, you know, it was really, really hard for me to step out of a, stew, a service role because when I got up to being head of service on 110 meters um, and I was there and I would apply then for a role that would be, um, you know, a, a stew deck role on a sailboat, you know, people were like, but you don't have that experience. Why would you want to work there? And why would you want to drop your salary to be this position? It didn't make sense on paper. Um, but uh, for me, it was more because I really wanted to explore that role. And, um, yes. and then when I worked as a cook, I really wanted to explore cooking and having that, that experience. And again, I also, like you, didn't necessarily do it. My main goal in yachting wasn't about the money. It was about meeting people and exploring and adventure and exciting new things and advancing in my life and growing as a person. And therefore, yeah. I would get, you know, I didn't want to stay in a, in a position that I didn't feel I was fulfilled in or it wasn't growing anymore. Um, and that's how I moved around the yacht. But again, it was harder if I had stuck, if I had started in a position, I would say that I knew that I wanted to be in, um, it would have set me up for the rest of my time on board, um, rather than, you know, jumping between different departments or different um, different size boats and things like that so if you do know what you want then that's amazing and yeah just starting off in that way sets you up for, for the rest of your career in my experience yeah and I hope you got on your CV Athana that um, you do want a position with longevity that's important um, you don't want to be jumping from what if that is that what you want please put that on your CV uh, mention your childcare obviously mention your diving uh, Again, as I said to Heather, tell them the things that you bring to the table. Um, and just a second observation, if, if anybody ever gets all of us are in yachting for, you know, for, for money as well as, um, as well as all the other wonderful things it brings to us, we shouldn't get hang up, hung up about that because behind the money is another dream always. So, you know, whether it's because you want to 
run a training school or have a spa or own your own properties yeah. or go traveling or help your family all of us has a reason to earn the money so when I'm, I'm training and I say what is your goal why are you here people kind of say and I say if you think it's money please say so half of them will say yes it's for the money and then I say what will that money bring into your life and there's always a reason so yeah. don't get hung up on it too much just peel the onion layer back a little bit so you know what you ultimately want from it thank you not acting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're coaching me, I'm like, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I love it. Coaching, mentoring, teaching. It's what I've become. <laughs> okay. Do you guys have any other questions? Or anything that you'd like to share? <laughs> No. Well, what I'd like to share is for you, for you newbies, um, stick in there. It's worth waiting half a year to do some other stuff before you jump in the industry. We've all got to ride the, the storm of the moment. Um, yachting's not going anywhere. It, there are so many wonderful, beautiful yachts out there. There are tens and tens of thousands of people employed in the industry. It's not one that's been as severely um, affected as other industries including the airline industry you know we, we're dealing with billionaires they all of their wealth hasn't gone they will always be super yachts hang on in there get your dreams for uh, you know clear in your head and keep going it will happen even if it's this time next year it'll happen at some point so um yeah it's a wonderful adventure and i say have been 40 years in the industry i wouldn't change a thing i absolutely love it yeah yeah thank you <laughs> FOMO again then. Your FOMO. I want to be back there. My baby. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I can't stay away from I get it. I really get it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, I have one question. Um, just because I'm thinking about like a lot of uh, people wanting to come into the industry and obviously struggling with that first little bit of experience. Now, a little while ago, I actually wanted to transition into moving on to deck. So I did all my courses and there was a deckhand course that I didn't count on. But what they did actually is they arranged with one of the boats in the marina that you can go and you can go practice everything that you learned in the course uh, for the day on these people's yachts. And then they'll add that to your CV as day work experience. Now, Kira, I know that you guys are, do training on a boat. Do you know of any boats uh, in the marinas there that would be willing to give people like day work experience that they can add to their yeah. CVs before they come over? Yeah, absolutely. A everybody that comes through my course is able to work on the boat that we do the training on. And we work on a really beautiful 26 meter super yacht. It runs exactly like the m most um, European boats. Um, it's beautiful. Princess Emma, it's at the waterfront. Um, okay. And we really able to train on that boat but yeah anybody that goes through the training is able to work on that boat for a reference for as long as they want okay that's that's really yeah. cool that's awesome that's good yeah, to know. So we get, <laughs> yeah so we get people doing day work afterwards um you know i'm actually quite surprised how few people actually um take up that opportunity a lot of people just kind of want to do their courses and leave straight away um but oh. yeah, we amazing the captain russell he's just so wonderful he um 
yeah, he, he, he's super lovely. He even, you know, on our course, he comes up and he talks to the girls all about navigation and shows them the systems on, on, in place and um, tells them about, you know, how you can, where you can plot your graph and all of that kind of thing, like where are you going? And so, yeah, it's, he's, he's lovely. There's a stew, there's a permanent stew that's on the boat. She loves an extra hand. That boat is so sparkly right now that it's really <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, uh, do you um, you don't follow the guest program though, do you? Unfortunately, not. No, I don't yet. But um, I definitely uh, would love to chat to you further about it. Okay. Mm. All right. Um, yes, because I think it might be something that would uh, be advantageous for you. Yeah, I, I'm very intrigued and very interested to hear more about it and would love to, um, I've been taking down little notes and like, Lynn, guest program, do it. Yeah, <laughs> guest-program.com. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll connect with you afterwards and, and send you some information because I think that might be very good for you. And, and as Izzy, and I think maybe Ivana, if you did your courses in South Africa, you probably did them with Izzy, did you with Izzy and Tal? No, I did my huh. courses, I'm not too sure. No, I think I did it with, I actually don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm not too sure who I did my course through, sorry. Okay. <laughs> you would have done yours in Durban though, um, right? No, 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 I did, mine, I did mine in Cape Town. Oh, okay, okay. I think, I, I, I mean, I booked through a company, but in, in the end, we went straight to the maritime facilities and did all the stuff there. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 I didn't. I only did my the basics, the STCW. Oh, and, okay. Yeah, no, no, sorry. I didn't do any STU courses or anything like that. Okay. You'll have to come to Kira's school because there's <laughs> lots of courses for you to do there. <laughs> what, what's the name of your school? Yachting Nautical um, Careers, did you say? Yeah, it's Super Yachting Nautical Careers. Sounds wonderful. Super a lot of people call us, a lot of, we, we, we kind of call it abbreviated SYNC, um, or SYNC yeah. training, yeah. So, a fabulous um, abbreviation. <laughs> okay, I'll look you up and I'll, I'll connect with you and, um, and send you some information for the guest program. That might yeah, be great. Yeah, that's good. so wonderful. I, I honestly have been taking down notes and I just want to know more about what's happening in France, actually. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued to know what it's like there at the moment. Uh, obviously, it's the end of the season, so it's been quite a weird season for everyone. But, um, you know, with a lot of the boat shows being cancelled and um, are, 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 have, any, have any of the boats kind of gone bankrupt and are... Well, we will see, I think, um, to see how many boats will be put on the market because some of them, of course, rely on charter income to keep going. Um, but I don't know the answer to that. I can't believe that some wouldn't because um, they do rely heavily on, uh, on charter income, some of them. And, but many are owned, obviously, by people who are self-sufficient and, are, you know, what's 10 million in a billionaire's life or even 100 yeah. million. So, yeah, it's <laughs> all all yeah. boats are always for sale, so it's hard to actually know if they're <laughs> It's certainly been challenging for lots of crew, um, very challenging. You know, even, even if they've still kept their jobs, they've been in lockdown on the boat or in hotels ashore, and they, you know, obviously um, uh, rotational crew have had lots of problems coming, coming and going, and, and, and those that have chartered, the crew have caught COVID from charter guests, and, you know, it, it, it's been a really, really challenging season. Um, on lots of levels so um we, we we haven't finished with it yet but I, I think you know 
got to get through this winter and the spring and then things should start bouncing back. But yeah, everything was cancelled here this year, even not even yacht related things, the, the Cannes Film Festival and the Monaco Grand Prix, things that bring the yachts to the, you know, part of the yacht season and, mm-hmm. and bring lots of, um, of charter guests down. All of those, of course, were cancelled. Mipin, Mipkim, all the, all the big cat festivals in Cannes cancelled. So uh, not just the yacht shows, every other show and, and uh, things down here in the south of France, which attract people. So a very funny year, a funny year indeed. I guess it's, yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of where it's, the whole world here, the whole world is just flipped upside down. I love this little yeah. saying that five years ago when we set our goals, no one would predict to that we'd be here. Um, but I think the most amazing thing um, in this time is that we've all been able to give, be given the chance to, to have the time to really think about what it is that we want in our lives. Um, mm-hmm. To pursue those dreams. And for me, that's yeah. something that I, I find invaluable. Um, we so get so busy in life and everything's such a rush and, and we don't really get this chance to really go, okay, what is it that I actually want in my life? Yeah. And yeah. I'm willing to make the risks, take the chances. And I think that like, um, like Heather, you, you know what you were saying earlier, is like, if you're not going to take, if you're not going to take the risk, you know, then you're not going to get what you want. It, it is yeah. these are the risks that you're not going to win from, from playing small. <laughs> Uh, what, what I do know is that this is something that I really want to do. Do you know what I mean? When I think about it, I get that like excitement. I've done a few travels in my life and done some really amazing stuff. And, and that is me. My kids are grown up um, and I just want to live life. And my idea of living life would be working and traveling and meeting new people all the time. It's just in my soul. Maybe just keep that keep that feeling. Yeah, keep that feeling every time you think about it. And just keep it keep it running through you the whole day, and it will happen. Like it will. Yeah. There's no way oh, the universe sure. won't give you what you want unless exactly. you don't do that. It's true. <laughs> I'm a real person, you know what I mean? I'm a yeah. people person, so it will come very yeah. easy for me. Any hospitality or being a spa manager, um, which I've done in the past, it's just welcoming people that from, are from a different walk of life or a different country. For me, it's stimulating, stimulates me. Yeah. I don't like yeah. the pandrum, same thing every day. That will never be for me. <laughs> if it can be different every day, I can deal with that. That's why I've got many hats, you know, teach yoga this day, do a massage that day. Um, you know, so yeah. it keeps life interesting yeah. when you try different things all the time. Yeah. Maybe that's good. Maybe that's what you should say in your profile, the first line, kids out. You know, when they have like schools out for summer, schools out forever, <laughs> kids out for the summer, kids out forever, mom's ready to play. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> mom's ready to play. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, I'm going to say thank you very much, ladies, for joining me on this chat today. Um, uh, I hope that we've answered all your questions. And I mean, obviously, if you have any more questions or you get stuck with anything, like the Star Trek group is there. All of us are there. Um, just reach out and we'll be happy to help you guys because there's nothing more reward- rewarding than seeing people actually make it. So like we, I'm, I'm available all the time to help everybody to get in for sure. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you. Shafi. Thank you, Thanks Thanks everybody. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks so much. Okay. Good Thank luck for doing this as well. Lovely to meet you, um, Kira and Jessica. Yeah, it's been such a big luck, Shandri. Bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye.